Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Forty-seventh edition of the Legal Motion College Football Podcast in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm the professor, Matt Perkins, and a nice little read option handoff here to my left in his own kitchen. It's our own offensive coordinator, the coach Corey Burton. Well, yeah, I'm just making that pocket for you, and uh, you're going to read the defender across the living room and decide whether or not you want to pull it. So, uh, glad to have you here uh, for episode number 147. And from the way we were talking off air, it's going to be a barn burner. It's going to be a hoot nanny. It's going to be a barn burner, folks. Whoa, Nelly. Well, we, we can't quote Hugh Jackson without introducing the third man in the second city, a man who has never heard before of Cabot Cheese before. It's our intrepid blogger from Big Ten and Counting, Josh Cook. You know, what's Cabot Cheese? Explain it. Cabot Cheese is cheese from Cabot Farms in Vermont. It is. The I, I know, like flavors. Oh, uh, they're, they're most well. They're, they're most well known for their uh, extra sharp cheddars. But so they make it cheddar. See, when you mentioned it, I thought it was like a whole variety of cheese. No, 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 no. It's like Swiss cheese, cheese it's cheddar cheese, brie cheese, goat cheese. No, no. They, I mean, they make some Monterey Jacks and things like that, but they're known for their uh, extra sharp or their hunter's cheddar. Yeah, so it's just a really, really teeny tiny brand that no one outside of a few uh, New Englanders has ever heard of. Got it. Okay. Um, well, check your supermarkets nationwide for all Cabot cheese products. Um, gentlemen, uh, today we are, we might be going off the deep end. I, I'm making no promises here, but we this have could a, be, this could be a 20 minute show. It could be a five hour show. We really don't know how long this is going to take us. So, um, uh, buckle up. Cause we are about to recreate college football from scratch or however we please. So, uh, I got the idea for this podcast, honestly, uh, when I was playing uh, NCAA football uh, 2014, the last version of, the, of that uh, historic video game franchise has been canceled, um, thanks Ed O'Bannon. Um, but, and you can create and, uh, and customize all the conferences that you want in that. And I started thinking, well, if I could recreate uh, college football from scratch, just using the teams that we have for the 2018 season, how would I do it? What would be different? What traditions would I want to keep around? What would I want to scrap and move forward in? How would I want to construct the playoff and things like that? So uh, I brought it up as an idea to you guys, and you thought this was going to be fun. So we're each going to sort of uh, have a, a discussion about how we would rearrange college football in an ideal world. So um, the guys are as free to make as many or as few changes as they please. Um, so I guess I'm going to start by asking you, Josh, how, what is your sort of general arrangement for, uh, for the college football teams? What do you do? Do you have conferences, divisions? How is okay. the general so, structure of your college football world? So I expanded the so-called five power conferences into seven 
each with 10 teams and each with two divisions of five. They play a full round robin and their non-conference games, they have to play at least one fellow power conference team or a mid-conference team. Uh, who is the mid-conference? Well, that's going to be the American and the Mountain West, uh, very similar to what we have now, where they're just a step below. And then I've got the three small conferences. So I've got a total of 12 conferences along with the traditional independents. So you play a 12-game season, a full round robin, um, and then the tournament is 24 teams. There are 16 auto bids. And those are the seven power conference champs, the two highest ranked mid-conference teams, and the one highest ranked small conference team. So you're guaranteed to be in the field no matter how small a school you are if you perform well enough. Last but not least, that leaves six at-large teams. That's just done by um, – so those are the six highest ranked teams that didn't get an auto bid, and then the rest of the field – eight highest ranked teams after all the auto bids get filled in. And as we go on the pod, I actually made a bracket to kind of assign some names to this to make it a little easier for, for people to see. Well, I in fact did the exact same thing for making a bracket so we can share those and maybe share oh, those perfect. on our, uh, our fan page. Um, I just have one other, one other stipulation. Uh, people say, well, if you win your conference, and then you play several tournament games, you're looking at a 16-game schedule unless you go the hard route and play in one of those play-in games between 17 games. That doesn't really do much for player safety, so I have uh, a little rule in place that is a 14-game player cap for high-contact positions. The running backs, the offensive and defensive linemen, as well as the linebackers, can only play 14 games, so the coaches have a little bit of a decision to make on where they are giving their kids a rest. Oh, okay, okay. We can come back to that in uh, in a little bit. That, I think that that the player cap is uh, an interesting way to go about it. Uh, coach, do you care to describe the general outline of your uh, your realigned college football? Well, here's here's the deal. Um, the front offices of these schools just made a trade, so I'm, I'm getting the uh, I'm getting the full report on that. All right, but here here's what I would do: I, I would keep the conferences the same. Okay, I would keep that whole landscape the same because it, it seems fairly organized. I would make a few trades, um, and then I would uh, go about it this way that I'm about to describe. Okay, so keep your same conferences, right? You guys follow me? Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, first off, the ACC would trade Pitt to the Big Ten for Nebraska. Okay. okay. So then the ACC would turn around and trade Nebraska to the Big 12 for West Virginia. So West Virginia is going to ACC. West Virginia goes to ACC. Mm-hmm. Nebraska, Big get 12. Your, get your butt back to the Big 12. And Pitt, and Pitt goes to the Big Ten. Pitt, get your butt in the Big Ten. Okay. Tre- create that rivalry, Penn State. Okay. All right. And then in the surprising move, uh, I'm kind of treating this like the NBA draft, if you couldn't tell. Um, the Big 12 is going to trade Baylor to the Missouri Valley Conference for North Dakota State. I like that. I like so, that. So Baylor gets 
all awesome. the way out. Okay. Okay. So you're going to have a 16-team playoff, okay? Uh-huh. And as the show goes, I might grow this. But right now, this is my uh, current setup. All right, so you have your five You have your five Power Five conference champs, right? Mm-hmm. You have your five champs there. You have your five group of five champs. So if you win your conference, you're in. Okay? No matter what, even if you win the Sun Belt, you're, in, yeah. you're into the 16. You're into the 16. Okay. Okay. All right. And then you have six at large, um, which probably be five power and then the one highest rated group of five. Group of five. Okay. So how, um, who's determining those six at large bids? It's going to go probably by poll. So, by poll? Okay. Yeah. So like if you don't win your conference and you're basically, if you're in the top 10 and you, for whatever reason, don't win your conference and you're still in the top 10 by year's end. You're in. Okay. All right. And I might expand that to 32, kind of like they do with high school, to try to see if we couldn't get some more parity involved and uh, make it more of a, you know, make it more of a deal. All right. Well, speaking of parity, I have gone completely geographic in my new conference alignment. Hey, by the way, I had to look up what conference uh, North Dakota State was in. So (laughs) just throwing that out there. Well, so now there are eight conferences. Each conference has two divisions. There are 16 teams in each conference, uh, except for two conferences that have have 17 because there are 130 teams um, in uh, FBS for 2018. Teams play a 10-game conference schedule. There are seven division games, three crossover games, and the crossover games are based on a rotating schedule. Uh, There are only a couple protected crossovers uh, there as necessary, and I've noted them later. And then you play two non-conference games, and you're only allowed to play other FCS teams. You cannot play FBS teams um, in any any way, shape, or form. Uh, divisions have been made as equal as possible, giving geographical restrictions. Uh, when I get to describing conference by conference, I will tell you sort of why um, you know teams were chosen as they were. Um, each conference that I have has a title game. Uh, the winner from each division, obviously, playing in that. The winner of the, each conference title game is given an automatic berth into the playoff. There are 24 teams in the playoff. The conference winners get a bye in the first round. That leaves 16 wildcard burrs that are selected by a committee, but unlike the committee that is currently choosing the college football playoffs, these people will actually football, and uh, they will live by the mantra, what would Bino do? <laughs> um, so, anyway, so yeah. Uh, he, he would pick... Notre Dame 16 times. No, he would pick Pitt 16 times um, if he could. But uh, he – yeah, so the answer is always what would Bino do. Um, So, uh, yeah, eight – like I said, eight conferences, uh, two division deeds, basically 16 teams in every conference. Um, So now that we've got uh, sort of a general idea of what we're each doing, uh, Coach, you – we've gone through all the – do you have any other swaps you're making for conferences, for teams – they're going to be moving around. Ooh, okay. That's a, that's a fair question. Um, and, and there's a caveat to my uh, Power 5, Group of 5 deal that I'll get into when I get more in the nuts and bolts. But as of right now, there's no, there's no further trades. Okay, so Josh, um, let's start then. Uh, I, I'm curious to see how you have realigned your conferences. So I, I will let you sort of take, you know, take it away from here. All right, so my ACC is now, it's still called the ACC. Uh, it's just 10 teams. Um, 
So the North Division, I got rid of the Atlantic Coastal thing. That was too confusing for me. I'm not smart enough to remember who was in what. So Division One, the North, you got Clemson, North Carolina, NC State, Duke, and Va Tech. The South, Florida State, Miami, Georgia Tech, Virginia, Louisville. Uh, like I said, they would play a round robin. So the divisions don't really matter all that much. Uh, it just makes it so that you can win an extra award. Uh, and I went all the way into naming uh, trophies for my seven power conferences. The North champ with all those North Carolina schools, they obviously played for the Triangle Trophy because that's the research triangle. The South champ with so many Florida teams, that's the Sunshine Bowl. The offensive MVP named in honor of a recent offensive stud, Lamar Jackson. So it's the Lamar Cup. Ooh, I like it. And the defensive MVP, I got to go with one of the greatest traditions. That's what Virginia Tech does. So that award now becomes a conference award. The defensive MVP for the season gets a lunch pail. The coach of the year, you got to go with the Howard Dodd trophy. Ooh, I like Ooh, it. So that's, my, that's my that's ACC. Trophy? That's your ACC. That's my ACC. Okay, so coach, you didn't have, you only changed you to the ACC. You've now got West Virginia in and Pitt is out. Correct. Okay, so my ACC teams uh, have been broken up across. Uh, oh, uh, I changed the conference names. I uh, not the conference names, the division names, um, and do a north and south. And uh, I'm going to put uh, Clemson as the premier team of the north. And then, uh, yeah, Leave that's Miami the only and Florida State in the south. Leave Miami and Florida State in the south. Gotcha. And then that will create Clemson, Virginia Tech as the two powers in the north uh, with Louisville. Uh, and then uh, you have Miami and Florida State in the south. Okay. Um, so most of the ACC teams have ended up in the Hurricane Alley Conference. <laughs> okay. Uh, in the Chesapeake Division, uh, we have Maryland, Navy, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Old Dominion, Liberty, East Carolina, and North Carolina State. In the Palmetto Division, we've got, we've got Appalachian State. UNC, Duke, Charlotte, Clemson, South Carolina, Coastal Carolina, and Wake Forest. You know, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Charlotte this early on the show. I got to double check mine and see did I even include Charlotte in my <laughs> all my stuff. So thankfully, I did. Most of the other uh, most of the other teams from the ACC for me uh, move into a, a conference that I need help naming. At the moment, it's called the Southeast Conference, but I don't want to have another SEC. I need to name it something different, but I will give you the two divisions. The first division is the Everglades division. This division has Miami, FAU, FIU, UCF, USF, Florida, Florida State, and Georgia Southern. Then the Chattahoochee division has Georgia, Georgia State, Georgia Tech, Troy, Auburn, Alabama, UAB, and South Alabama. I think it's pretty clear what you got to name it. What is it? It's going to be the SAC, very close to the SWAC, but it's fun to say the SAC stands for Swamp Athletic Conference. Ooh, I was going to say South South Atlantic Conference, but we can do Swamp Athletic Conference too. Swamp Athletic Conference it is. All right. Uh, so that's what happens to our, our ACC for the most part. Josh, what's going on with uh, our home conference, the Big Ten? All right. So the Big Ten uh, – it's back to 10 teams because all my power conferences are 10. Uh, in the Big Ten East is Indiana, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, and Purdue. The West is Iowa, Wisconsin, 
Minnesota, Illinois, Northwestern. Uh, the great. What might I say? The way it should be. Yes, uh, the East. The East champ will play for the highly coveted Great Lakes Trophy, mm-hmm. while the West champ they'll be battling for the Great Farming Trophy. Um, now, as most people, will it be better than than the Heartland Trophy? It would be. Uh, as most people know, the real Big Ten likes to attach two names to each of their trophies. Oh yeah. But I don't think that's really fair. So my offensive MVP is now named after several Heisman Trophy winners to give it the correct amount of fanfare. Uh, so the offensive MVP is, of course, the Dane Grange Kinnick Smith Power Griffin George Memorial Cannon. <laughs> That's amazing. (laughs) And the defensive MVP is the Woodson Watt Fitzgerald Trophy. Uh, The coach of the year, I'm going to honor all 10 schools for this. The coach of the year is the Schembechler, Fry, Hayes, Beerman, Duffy, Alvarez, Mallory, Parsegan, Tiller, Zucker Award. And yes, I wanted to make fun of Illinois, so I included Ron Zucker. (laughs) Well done. Well done indeed. I'm just seeing that on the ticker. Okay. <laughs> it makes me laugh. So, um, Coach, your your Big Ten addition is Pitt. Your subtraction is Nebraska. Uh, have you realigned the divisions at all to make uh, to keep put Pitt in the East and take yeah. uh, Indiana West? Yeah. All right. Yeah, that that's may, what I want to do. That seems to make sense. Um, so, a lot of my Big Ten has ended up in the Rust Belt Conference. Mm. The Erie Division consists Ooh. of Ohio State, Ball State, uh, Ohio, Bowling Green, Toledo, Michigan, Michigan State, and Eastern Michigan. Whereas the Lincoln Division uh, is composed of Notre Dame, Purdue, Indiana, Western Michigan, Central Michigan, Northwestern Illinois, and Northern Illinois. And that's what the Lincoln? The Lincoln Division. Ooh. Yeah. So, um, the Abe Lincoln. Yes. So, uh, Josh, what's happened to your, uh, to your big 12? My big 12. Okay. So that one has been renamed the big Valley conference, mainly because it couldn't also be called the big 10 and also the big eight, the Missouri Valley. They have a lot of shared history. So I got to, Josh, I would have named it the, how green was my Valley conference? Mm, Well, that would have been good, but I didn't. Um, so the Big Valley Conference, uh, it's got a north-south division alignment. The north is Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, Missouri, and Nebraska. So that's the first SEC team that has come up. That's one of the few teams that are really changing. Uh, but let's be honest, they're going back home to where yeah, they should be. Absolutely. The south is Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas, Texas A&M, and Arkansas. The north champions. Ooh, I like that. So. Uh, uh, the North champ gets the Great Plains Trophy. The South champ gets the Great Flat Trophy. The offensive MVP is in honor of Kansas as the Track Star Award. And the defensive MVP in honor of Nebraska as the Black Shirt. And based on, let's see, Nebraska is wanting to fire their coach. Oklahoma State, for some reason, disliking Mike Gundy. Texas always wanting to fire their coach. Texas A&M wanting to fire their coach. And Arkansas recently firing their coach in a hilarious fashion. The Coach of the Year award is the Cold Seat Cup. Ooh, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Nice. Um, So, uh, Track star. (laughs) My Big 12 has been uh, 
probably blown. Well, I wouldn't say completely blown up, but a lot, a lot of the teams ended up in the Panhandle Conference. Um, in the Rio Grande Division, we've got Baylor, UTSA, Texas State, Houston, Rice, Texas A&M, TCU, and Texas. As, and then in the Red River Division, we've got New Mexico State, UTEP, uh, uh, North Texas, SMU, I'm sorry, these two divisions, uh, the first one was the Red River Division. The second one is the Rio Grande Division. The Rio Grande Division, New Mexico State, UTEP, North Texas, SMU, Texas Tech, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and New Mexico. Nice. Um, There's Lobos in it. Yeah, we got we got some Lobos there. Um, out of... Uh, so we haven't gotten to uh, the best conference, the, the best conference yet, but uh, we have some we have some strong conferences coming up, though. Um, Josh, uh, what happened to your SEC? Yeah, my SEC. Well, as you can probably imagine, it's got ten teams in it. Uh, the Eastern Division is Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, South Carolina, and Kentucky. The West is Alabama, Auburn, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, LSU. The Eastern champs play for the Smoky Mountain Chalice. The Western champs play for the Gulf Jar. The offensive MVP, <laughs> defensive MVP is the Spurrier Cup. The defensive MVP, in honor of Mississippi State, plays for a cowbell. And the coach of the year, this one was pretty easy, the Bear Bryant Bowl. I love it. I absolutely nice. love it. Coach, you got any, any changes to the SEC for you? SEC's greatest conference in the world. No changes there. <laughs> All right. Um, well, you guys already know that uh, a lot of the SEC ended up in my Swamp Athletic Conference. Thank you. <laughs> the rest ended up in the Bible Belt Conference. Dude, they're, they're battling for the Sweet Tea Trophy. <laughs> so in the Cumberland Division, we've got Tennessee, Vanderbilt, MTSU, Western Kentucky, Kentucky, Louisville, Memphis, Arkansas State, and Arkansas. Down in the Bayou Division, we've got Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Southern Miss, Tulane, LSU, Louisiana Lafayette, Louisiana Monroe, and Louisiana Tech. Mm. Um, so uh, I guess that leaves the uh, for the big conferences the Pac-12. Yeah, so my Pac-12 goes to, well, something we are all pretty familiar with, the Pac-10. Uh, the North is Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State, Stanford, the South, Cal, UCLA, USC, Arizona, Arizona State. The North champs play for the Cascadia Cup. The South champs, the Desert Bowl. The offensive MVP, the Hollywood Film Canister, because everyone likes a film star. The defensive MVP, well, frankly, based on those teams, this conference will not be giving a defensive MVP award. And the coach of the year is the opposite Tyrone Willingham Trophy. <laughs> all right um excellent well uh my probably my worst conference name the pacific conference need a better need a better name for it has two divisions uh the columbia division consists of hawaii washington washington state oregon oregon state cal stanford and san jose state and the Mojave Division consists of Arizona, Arizona State, UNLV, Nevada, Fresno State, USC, UCLA, and San Diego State. Perfect. Excellent. Um, so, Josh, then uh, your American Conference. Yeah. So this is where things are going to start breaking down because I still have several power conferences to get to. Okay. Well, let's get, what are your other two power conferences? All right. So we've done the ACC, the SEC, the Big Ten. Uh, we've done the Big Valley. We've done the Pac-10. So you may have noticed that 
Some of the teams got pulled out of the Big Ten, the SEC, the ACC, things like that. So they got to find a home. And the first home is the Mid-Atlantic. Um, this is basically going to be the old Big East. The uh, Overland Division is Syracuse, Pitt, Penn State, West Virginia, and Wake Forest. And the C-Spray Division is Boston College, Maryland, Rutgers, Connecticut, and Temple. Uh, their awards, the Overland Place for the Steel Trophy, the C-Spray, gets the Crab Cake Cup. The offensive MVP plays... I, I, I might have to overrule you and say you need to go with the Lobster Roll Cup for this. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, the offensive MVP plays for the Flutie Flute. And the defensive MVP, in honor of Rutgers, is the Woodchipper Award. The uh, coach of the year is the Joe Paternoops Trophy, because they did not think to name it very well. And so last but not least, my seventh power conference is the Continental Division. The first division is the Country Western Division, and that includes Colorado, Utah, Boise State, Colorado State, and Texas Tech. Division two is the Urban Jazz Division with Tulane, Baylor, TCU, Vanderbilt, and Houston. The Country Western champ plays for the Johnny Cash Trophy. The Urban Jazz plays for the Louis Armstrong Trumpet. The offensive MVP in honor of one of our favorites back in the 1998 season, the Sean King Award, Tulane. Hold on, was, was Memphis in the in the Urban Jazz in the Urban Jazz division? No, they didn't quite make it. Oof, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, my defensive MVP, uh, based on his career of blocks, it's the Hakeem Olajuwon Award. And the coach of the year goes to the Lubbock McCartney Trophy winner. Oh, right. Uh, in honor of uh, a couple famous coaches, both in the Colorado institutions. So that catches up to what I did to my American teams, which is honestly just kind of hair down the American. Um, this is also a 10-team conference. In the East, I have Central Florida, South Florida, East Carolina, Cincy, and Navy. The West is Tulsa, SMU, Texas, San Antonio, North Texas, and Memphis. All right, and um, I did not. I did not go all the way to naming awards for my other, my uh, mid and small conferences. All right, I've got some more transactions. Oh, okay. We've we've got uh, we've got a woes bomb coming. Yes, I'm gonna call it a coach bomb. Yes, coach bomb. Um, so uh, I looked at the list of independents and I was trying to figure out what to do with them, uh, and I figured it out. I have realigned. I've made some transactions here. Uh, Notre Dame and Iowa State go to the Big Ten. Okay, Notre Dame obviously goes uh, into the Eastern Division, and Iowa State comes into the West. Both BYU, uh, BYU comes to the Big 12, and Colorado comes with them. Uh, UMass and Army both go to the American. Okay, that just in. Um, well, speaking of American, uh, at least part of, part of the American Conference ended up in the Iroquois Conference here. In my reimagining, first we have the New England division. Uh, this is uh, statistically uh, the worst division um, and the worst conference out of all of my conferences. Uh, this is going by the uh, projected uh, uh, projected RPI for um, uh, for this coming season. Uh, so the average team in this the New England division is the worst among any of the uh, 16 divisions that I have, but it contains Boston College, UConn, UMass, <laughs> Army, Rutgers, Temple, Syracuse, and Buffalo. You included all that information just so you could 
insult Boston College. Well, yeah, clearly. Um, the Cole Country Division consists of Penn State, Pitt, West Virginia, Marshall, Kent State, Akron, Miami of Ohio, and Cincinnati. Beautiful. And um, I think I'm only missing uh, one more div- one more conference. Uh, this is the toughest conference that we have. Uh, well, at least the toughest division is the Great Plains Division of the Flyover Conference. <laughs> um, uh, this uh, this division consists of. Uh, this is the only division that has all current Power Five teams in it: uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, Missouri, and Nebraska. Um, and the other uh, the other division within the Flyover Conference is the Rocky Mountain Division, consisting of Colorado, Colorado State, Wyoming, Air Force, Utah, Utah State, BYU, and Boise State. Are you a good Boise? Uh, I do my best. So, um, Josh, what what happened to uh, your other three, uh, the MAC, the Fun Belt, and CUSA? Yeah. Uh, well, I also have Mountain oh, West. Mountain West. Yes, yeah. yeah. So the uh, America and the Mountain West are my mid-conference. These are uh, uh, from this group of teams, two can make the tournament. Uh, so it's not as good a margin of error as the Power Conference, but it's not as exclusive as the small. So it's kind of I think a good home for these size schools and these uh, size programs. But my Mountain West stays essentially the same. Uh, you got the Mountain Division, Wyoming Air Force, New Mexico, New Mexico State, that's an addition. Uh, UTEP, that's an addition, and Utah State. And then my West is uh, Fresno, San Diego State, Nevada, UNLV, Hawaii, and San Jose. And then do you want all my small conferences also? Yeah, dude, that's what we're here for, man. All right. Okay, so my three small conferences, remember, just the highest-ranked team by AP voters at the end of this season. Just one of these teams gets an auto bid. Uh, More can make it in as an at-large, but just one of the auto bids. Um, The Conference USA North is Old Dominion, Charlotte, Marshall, Western Kentucky, and Middle Tennessee State, and New Edition Liberty. Uh, the Division Two South is uh, Mississippi State, Florida International, Florida Atlantic, Louisiana Tech, Rice, and Coastal Carolina. My Fun Belt is uh, an East-West Division. The Eastern Division is UAB, Troy, Georgia State, Southern Georgia, and App State. The West is Texas State, Louisiana Lafayette, Louisiana Monroe, Arkansas State, South Alabama. And then my MAC stays pretty much the same as well. The Eastern Division, Buffalo. Kent, Akron, Ohio, Bowling Green, Toledo, the West, Miami of Ohio, Western Michigan, Central Michigan, Eastern Michigan, Ball State, Northern Illinois. That leaves the four current independents, UMass Army, Notre Dame, BYU. Hey, speaking of BYU, uh, they're moving into the Big 12. Um, Colorado just moved back to the Pac-12, <laughs> and Iowa State's still in the Big 10, just so you know. <laughs> okay, so we've gone over um, – where all of your teams have landed, Josh, um, you have a total of 13, 13 conferences, or sorry, 12 conferences and four independents. Correct. Okay. 12 conferences, four independents. How do we, in, um, but that only leaves, that's only 124 teams then, by my count. Uh, so my power conferences are all 10 teams, so that's uh-huh. 70 teams. Oh, okay. I didn't realize your other, I wasn't counting right. So you're, some of your, yeah. your minor conferences have more than... Yeah, the American um, and Sunbelt also have 10, 
And then the Mountain West, Conference USA, and MAC have a little bit more. Okay. Got it. Okay. So then, uh, Josh, you have scripted out a, uh, a potential, I believe, playoff for this season. I did. All right. So here is the standings at the end of last year um, from one of the sources, from one of the polls. I just did the, co- the CFP poll. I know it's got disagreements, but it was just uh, a handy one that I found. Uh, so my auto bids are 16 teams. Uh, that's going to be the seven power conference champions as the single biggest group. There's going to be two teams that are the highest ranked mid-conference teams and the highest small conference team, uh, which is a total of 10 um, auto bids. So then the next are also safe and secure and in. Um, so there's basically 14 at-larges, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just did auto bid and then the other team. So basically if you're above, uh, you know, if you're one through 16, you're feeling really good about making the tournament. I should put it that way. Okay. Um, so in last year's scenario, uh, you would have had Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio state, Wisconsin, Auburn, and USC, all earning double buys. You then have as the rest of the top 16, very, very safe and secure, Penn State, Miami, Washington, Central Florida, that's one of the mid-teams, Stanford, TCU, um, Memphis, that's the next highest mid-team, and then FAU would have also been an auto-lock as being the highest-ranked small conference team. Got it. Uh, And then the other eight that managed to slip into this tournament were Notre Dame, Michigan State, Louisiana State, uh, Washington State, Oklahoma State, Northwestern, Virginia Tech, and Mississippi State. So those are that's my 2014 field. Okay. Uh, so then what happens is my top four uh, or my top eight, excuse me, all get a double buy. So basically, how it works is uh, you have Clemson as the highest overall seed. They are the number one seed in the Rose Bowl Regional. Okay. They would play the winner of Florida Atlantic and Notre Dame, and that game would be played at Boca Raton. How is that a how, how is that a double buy? Is that only a single buy? They're only skipping out of one round. Oh, uh, you know, fine, single buy. Yeah, yeah. sorry, you're, you're confusing me with the double buy. Um, yeah, sorry, I meant a single buy. Single yeah, buy. yeah. So Clemson would play the winner of Florida Atlantic versus Notre Dame, and that game would be played in San Diego as the Holiday Bowl. So I'm keeping a lot of the bowls intact. Um, then the other team that got a buy in the Rose Bowl region would be USC, and they would play the winner of Penn State, Mississippi State. Uh, that nine versus 24 game would be played in State College, and then USC would take on the winner down in El Paso as a part of the Sun Bowl. Uh, their winner, Clemson, let's say Clemson and USC both advanced, they would then play the Rose Bowl, and, and they would be in the national semifinal. Uh, so that's kind of how the the seeding works. Uh, and in the Fiesta Bowl region, it's Alabama would be already in the Alamo Bowl, and they'd face the winner of Stanford, Washington State. Ohio State would already be in the Cactus Bowl to take on the winner of Central Florida, Oklahoma State. Let's assume it goes by chalk. Alabama and Ohio State then face each other in the Fiesta Bowl. Alabama wins, so it'll be Clemson versus Alabama in the Peach Bowl. And in my mock scenario, the winner of that is then into the Sugar Bowl to 
which is the national champion. The regions and stuff will all rotate each year. So um, I took the six main CFP bowls and added the citrus bowl uh, because that's the next most historic one. Uh, The other side of my bracket is the Orange Bowl Regional that has your overall number two seed, Oklahoma, as the top seed in this region. They are already, they got the bye, so they're already down in Tampa waiting for the Outback Bowl to begin where they will face the winner of 15 seed Memphis versus 18 seed Michigan State. Then you got Auburn as the seventh seed hanging out in Jacksonville for the Gator Bowl, taking on the winner of Miami versus Virginia Tech. And then in the Cotton Bowl region, we got Georgia. They're hanging out at the Liberty Bowl, waiting to take on the TCU-LSU winner. And Wisconsin is down in Nashville. Matt, you'll like that. They're in the Music City Bowl, waiting for the winner of Washington Northwestern to come calling. Let's assume it goes by chalk. So Oklahoma-Auburn is your Orange Bowl. Georgia-Wisconsin is your Cotton Bowl. Each of those winners, let's say it's uh, chalk again with Oklahoma going to the Citrus Bowl. And uh, unfortunately for us, Matt, Georgia would overcome us. So mm-hmm. you have you have the college football playoff from this year, basically, playing in the Peach Bowl, Citrus Bowl, with then Alabama and, in this case, going by chalk, Oklahoma would face each other in the Sugar Bowl. So I utilized a lot of the bowls, um, those – First-round games are played at their home sites, uh, so it limits travel. It incorporates the bowls. Um, so I, I'm pretty proud of the tournament, quite honestly. Well, I'm pretty proud of my tournament, Josh. And we had um, – ours ended up actually very similar. So, like I said, in my scenario, the, the winner of each conference has an auto bid. So I went based off of the, uh, the projected uh, – uh, projected FPI um, uh, or our uh, yeah football power index of uh, the teams in each conference. Use that as um, my my guiding light for this. So um, what we have what we have is the uh, number one overall seed um, and coming out of the um, the Swamp Athletic Conference, uh, the George Bulldogs. Uh, number two overall seed uh, coming out of the Palmetto Division of the Hurricane Alley Conference. That is, thank you, Coach. Uh, that would be Clemson. The number three team uh, coming out of the Great Plains Division from the Flyover Conference, Wisconsin. Number four um, coming out of the Erie Division of the Rust Belt Conference uh, is Ohio State. Number five, Oklahoma, uh, coming out of the Red River Division of the Panhandle Conference. Uh, there are five, Washington, uh, coming out of the Columbia Division of the Pacific Conference. Number six, Penn State, coming out of the Coal Country Division of the Iroquois Conference. Number seven, and LSU, uh, coming out of uh, the Bayou Division of the Bible Belt Conference, uh, is number eight. They, are, they all get buys. Um, in the first round. Um, then there are 16 at-large teams, again, decided by my committee of people who actually know football. Um, so uh, who, the person who gets the, the winner of USC versus Auburn, um, so the game will take place at USC. They're the higher-seeded team. Um, the winner of uh, Auburn versus USC will play Georgia in the Cactus Bowl, um, and the winner of that game will then face um, – uh, the winner of the team that gets to play LSU. So Alabama would host Boise State, um, and assuming uh, Alabama moves on, they would play LSU in the Gator Bowl. 
Um, Ohio State, um, again, has the first round by. They will play the winner of uh, Stanford-Virginia Tech. Um, and then the, the, the winner of that game would play Ohio State in the Independence Bowl. Um, uh, Utah versus Arizona uh, would play for the right to go against Oklahoma in the Music City Bowl. So then um, in the top half of that first bracket, uh, if we're playing it out, we would have Georgia versus Alabama uh, in the Citrus Bowl and Ohio State versus Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl um, as uh, sort of those are your four uh, quarterfinals um, or sorry, that half of the quarterfinals. The other half, we've got Wisconsin, the three overall seed. They will take on the winner of Miami versus TCU in the Holiday Bowl. Um, Washington will take on the winner of Notre Dame versus Oklahoma State in the Sun Bowl. Um, the winners of those two games would then meet up in the Peach Bowl, in this case, Wisconsin versus Washington. Uh, in the bottom quadrant, bottom right quadrant of uh, this bracket, Penn State gets to take on the winner of Michigan versus Central Florida. Uh, that game will take place at the Liberty Bowl. Clemson then will take on the winner of TCU versus Mississippi State. That game will take place at the Alamo Bowl. Um, the uh, winner of uh, uh, those uh, two contests, in this case, uh, I had UCF and Clemson moving on. We'll play each other in the Orange Bowl. Um, so you've got the Orange Bowl, Cotton Bowl, Citrus Bowl, and Peach Bowl as your quarterfinal sites. Your two semifinal sites are the Sugar Bowl and Fiesta Bowl. Um, Georgia plays Oklahoma in one of them. Wisconsin plays Clemson in the other. Um, finally, the national title game is played at the Rose Bowl. In this case, it is Georgia versus Clemson with Georgia coming out on top. And you still have conference title games, though. Yes, I do. Uh, I'm wondering what your rationale of that is. What do you mean? Um, because conference title games are the worst. <laughs> you, you don't have conference title games? No, I play around robin. That's why I did ten team division or ten team conferences. But then, what happens when you have the uh, Big Twelve scenario? Oh, that from a couple of years ago, when with when one true winner produced zero true winners. Well, that year they did have a clear winner. It was obviously TCU. They just tried to screw. They just tried to get two teams in. But no, if you play a full round robin, the odds of a tiebreaker are very low. Okay. Um, and I feel like, I mean, but I don't have because I have these giant divisions. I can't play a full round robin. I know, and I'm just saying that's uh, a glaring error of your uh, your system. <laughs> well then. <laughs> So then, well, I, now I know how you feel about this. <laughs> no, yours was, I, I like how our tournaments very independently came to be quite similar. Yes. Um, and we did, not, we did not share any notes because we wanted it to be a surprise to each of us. Yeah. So um, in my hypothetical for the season, Penn State beats Boston College for the, uh, for the Iroquois title. Ohio State beats Notre Dame for the Rust Belt. Wisconsin beats Utah in the Flyover Conference. Clemson over Virginia Tech and Hurricane Alley. Georgia over Miami for the Swamp Athletic. LSU over Louisville for the Bible Belt. Oklahoma over TC for the Panhandle. And Washington over USC for the Pacific. So those were your conference title matchups um, that produced those eight winners. So in, um, so yeah, that is basically how I would shake things out. So how does your playoff work, Coach? All right. Let's get down and dirty. All right. So buckle your seatbelt. This is going to be a wild ride. All right. <laughs> so we got a 16-team bracket, okay? So that leaves five. Power five conference champions, 
that would leave five group of five champions and six wild cards. So you got 10 conference champions plus six wild cards. Okay. So the bracket would set up like this. The SEC would get wild card number six. The Big Ten would get wild card number five. Okay. Uh, Then the American Athletic would get wild card number four. No, ACC gets wild card number four. Okay. Um, And Pac-12 gets wild card number three. And then uh, Big 12 gets the MAC conference champion. And the Mountain West will get uh, the second ranked wild card and the American would get the highest ranked wild card. Um, they would host their own. Okay. Those are probably the two best uh, group of five conferences as of right now, the American and the mountain West. So they would get uh, to host their own, but of course they would get the highest ranked wild cards. All right. So uh, the way it shakes out is uh, UGA would host Boise. Um Ohio State would host Appalachian State. Uh, then you would have uh, then you have the Mountain West hosting the Mountain West champion, which is uh, San Diego State. Would uh, they would host Wisconsin? Uh, the American champion, um, I will say Temple this year. Uh, they would host Alabama, and then uh, the Pac-12 would host Oregon, and the um, ACC would host Auburn. The ACC champ Clemson would host Auburn. Um, and then your Sun Belt champ, Arkansas State, they would host um, – I left one out here. There's a flaw. Um, they would host whoever's left over. Um, let's see. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six. I'm not sure where I'm lost here, but um, they would host uh, they would host somebody. Let me figure that out here. Um, so, of course, uh, you would set up for an Ohio State Wisconsin rematch in the next round, um, and that would be um, that quadrant would be uh, the uh, the Midwest. Uh, the Pac-12 would be the West Coast. Uh, the SEC bracket would be the Southeastern, probably Atlanta or Nashville or New Orleans. And then the ACC hub would kind of be like your Eastern seaboard, uh, like your DC or your Charlotte or something like that. And then your national, then, then in the semifinals, you would have the four major bowls. And then, uh, you know, each game after that would be a major bowl site within that region. Um, your highest grossing bowls within that region. So, um, you know, your West Coast would uh, ultimately be the Rose Bowl, um, but it would lead up through Dallas and Tempe. Uh, your Midwest would ultimately be uh, Chicago, but it would lead through probably Indianapolis and probably St. Louis. St. Louis. Uh, your Atlanta bracket would lead up through Nashville and New Orleans. Um, and then your uh, – your DC bracket would lead up probably through Charlotte and no, actually your New York bracket would lead up through uh, DC and Charlotte. And then the national championship would be uh, a rotation of those, uh, 
of those sites. Those four sites. Yeah. So one site would get two games that year, kind of like they kind of like they do mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, and so you take your your champions just like that. Now you take your five. Here, now here's the rewards. Here's here's all the rewards that are on the table. Okay, you guys still with me? Mm-hmm. In honor of the World Cup. Uh, we're going to put together a promotion and relegation system. Okay. So your five group of five conference champs, they're in FBS. So they're going to go to their respective FBS conferences, which uh, the Sun Belt would go into the SEC. Uh, the uh, ACC would go into the American. Uh, the Conference USA would go into Big 12. Uh, the MAC would go into Big Ten, and Mountain West would go into Pac-12. So the worst team from the Power Five drops down, and the best team from the Group of Five moves up. Correct. Okay. All right. So so you got you got that swap going. Okay. Okay. And then you take the overall standings. All right. Then you take the next. Then you take the five lowest in FBS mm-hmm. and the five highest that did not win their conference in Group of Five. So you're you're ultimately Relegating ten teams and promoting ten teams. Oh, so then, so the, so you're, so you're five. So not you're not FBS. I mean, five group of five, five best, five worst group of five. Five no, five worst FBS. Okay. Or five worst uh, power five. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. And five worst group of five or five best group of five that aren't. Yeah. So those they're, they're changing places. Yeah, they're changing places. The yeah. ones that did not win the conference. Yeah. The five highest rate, and then the bottom five power fives. Uh, so whatever conferences they would match up into um, would be how it goes, okay, uh, after that. And then a third level, you, the bottom the bottom of group of five. Mm-hmm. So you take probably the bottom three of group of five. And then actually – The bottom five, the worst team from each group of five? Yes. Uh, I would say bottom five. Uh, and then your uh, top five FCS. So basically – your national semifinal plus one team. Okay. Uh, plus your highest rated team that got knocked out. Got it. Outside of the national semifinal and FCS would be promoted to group of five. And then, then the other teams would be relegated. And it they would just replace the team that got promoted. So you could, uh, you know, you could be UMass uh, replacing Eastern Washington. But since you're, since you have an FBS budget already, you can handle that year, and you could pull your way back in. So it would make things. What, what would be interesting? Inter- what would be strange though? Like, let's say, let's say Kansas got relegated to uh, the Sun Belt, or what? Yeah, Sun Belt, right? That they that they feed into, or uh, no? They would feed into Conference USA. Conference USA. Conference USA, and then they got relegated from Conference USA all the way down to FCS. Right. But then they get promoted. Finally, get promoted from FCS, but they get promoted. At, they could get promoted into the MAC. Well, once yeah, once they get once they get promoted, yeah, they could get promoted. Uh, you would like to try to find um, the next worst team from each conference. Uh, it's not always going to work so out. So your that conferences way. Would, be, would would be in constant flux then. Well, just the the bottom halves of them, yeah, probably. Okay. Uh, uh, so that would kind of instead of rearranging it all in one blow, you could kind of like my idea, like you're kind of rearranging it as you go. Um. And you're rewarding consistently good play. Uh, so if you don't finish in like from number uh, one twenty five to one thirty, mm-hmm. you're safe. Okay, that makes sense. That makes you know? sense. 
And, Josh, how do you feel about the realignment? And if you don't finish dead last in your conference, so if you don't finish DFL in your conference. Um, I mean, it's one of those ideas that makes so much sense on paper, but I just – The logistics for it like, would be yeah. extraordinarily difficult to pull off because, I mean – just in terms of travel and things like that, because if you don't. So, so let's make an amendment. Let's make an amendment. Okay. So you take your bottom two from each conference. Uh, and then your, uh, then you take your uh, top two from each conference. So your conference champ and then whoever they defeat in the conference championship game um, are promoted. And then um, the bottom two and the and the and their power five companion, they swap. So you're changing two teams in every conference. So that means twenty teams are changing every year conferences. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then so I, I guess the biggest problem with that is that how you're going to like you know obviously scheduling for the future would be difficult because you don't know if you're going to be in co- what conference you know what teams are going to be in your conference from year to year. Well, that's what makes it fun. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, any, you, you can you can schedule your non-conference however you want. What happens when you get demoted to to, to FCS? Ooh, see, I didn't think about that. So let's let's say I'm uh, let, let's say I'm Liberty in my first year at, at FBS, and I get demoted back to FCS. Well, I've already got all these games scheduled uh, with these teams. Assuming I'm an FBS opponent. Hmm. It's just food for thought. You don't have to come up with a with an answer for that right now. It's just uh, it's okay. thought for a yeah. future discussion. Yeah. But uh, Josh, you have anything to add? Um. Well, I think that the clear scenario that we all agreed on is we want tournaments, and I think that just goes to show. And, and we seem to want a, a twenty fourteen tournament. Yeah, or at least a sixteen. At I least mean, sixteen. Yeah. Um, I think 16 is clean. It's a good even number. You don't have to worry about buys. You don't have to do any of that stuff. And if there is any sort of controversy to, uh, you know, I think it alleviates the group of five conference, you know, controversy. It it lets them be a part of it because uh, you never know. I mean, a team like Houston two years ago could have made a run. Mm-hmm. We yeah. don't know that, you know. Yeah. A team like – you know, you just want to see what they would look like against the big boys in that type of scenario. So and this gives you that yeah, chance. Yeah. And then you get your six highest rated teams after that, or actually you get your four highest rated uh, FB, or uh, power five, and you get your two highest rated uh, group of five outside of your conference champs. You get them into the tournament, and then who knows? You know, it, it's not a guarantee that, you know, your SEC champ would beat Boise State. Yeah, whoever got in. I just put in Boise State yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're typically in. I mean, yeah, so in addition to the tournament, you know, Coach and I had spots guaranteed to smaller schools. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think I just, that helps their recruiting because you can say, hey, you come here, win a conference, and you get to, you get a seat in the tournament. Yeah. Um, that's, what, that's why there's so much parity in college basketball uh, in the NCAA tournament is because – you could go to Iona and still play in the big dance. I yeah. mean, it's a lot, lot harder road to get there, but you can still yeah. do something like that. You can go to, you know, somewhere smaller um, and not have to, and not have to go to a place like, not have to hope you go to a place like Alabama to get into the college I, playoff. I think if I were to, you know, 
sum up these three plans, in addition to the playoffs and building in avenues for smaller schools, Matt, I think yours makes the most sense without athletic budgets, just doing it based on regions. Uh, on regions. Yeah, I, 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 the reason I did it that way is because I, over time, I think you will – uh, you will reach, I, I would have some sort of, um, you know, a revenue sharing agreement yeah. in place so that the teams are operating under similar, uh, similar budget. So that way, if you still, if you go, to, if you end up going to Akron, well, if, you know, in my scenario, even if you end up at Akron, um, you know, every year, you're still going to get uh, to, you're still going to get to play Penn State, Pitt, and West Virginia every single year because they are in your division, um, you know, mm-hmm. like that. So Yeah, I mean, Matt, yours makes the most sense without budgets or in a pro formula. So you took a very, like, NFL style. Yeah, I, I tried I tried to reach for as much uh, potential parity um, yeah. as possible to let, uh, I, I think, the players and the coaches um, sort of weed out who – you know, the best is. I think without uh, the promotion demotion thing, coaches is probably the easiest to uh, implement. Absolutely. Um, But I would say, and, you know, obviously this is tremendously, tremendously biased, but I I like mine in that we get some uniformity of your seven big-time conferences or all ten teams. They're all playing around Robin. Uh, and they all have similar rules on what kind of non-conference teams they have. Um, I think that makes it a little bit more interesting in that um, nowadays you get the big eight, <laughs> a.k.a. the big 12, trying to do their thing, and you got the SEC with 14 teams trying to do their thing, and it's it's really hard to say that I am what confident that the Big 12 is better than the SEC or vice versa, whereas at least if you're playing a true round robin, you're playing uh, nine conference games plus at least one other power conference team, you're getting a 10-team sample size um, that I think uh, helps a little bit. So admittedly full of bias, but I, I still like mine the best. You guys did not sell me on your plans, to be quite honest with you, if this was a Shark Tank, I'm not invested in your company. <laughs> well, I, I, I like your plan a lot too, Josh. Um, you know, I, I my my biggest issues with when I was making mine was trying to figure out how to make it as uh, make the conferences and divisions as equitable as possible in terms of how strong the teams are now um, in also trying to align them with their geographic locations. My biggest issue, like I said, was this great Plains division where I had eight power conference teams, but there are no other non-power five teams really near there except for Northern Illinois, but they were already in a division with Northwestern and Illinois. So it seems silly to break that up. Yeah. So, you know, um, that was my, you know, that, that, that was probably my biggest issue. And so I, what I did is I went and, I went and averaged the, um, you know, the FPI from, uh, from, uh, of the teams in each division, you know, it's ranked, they're ranked one through 30 with one being the best, um, and, uh, 130 being the worst. So the lower your, your, your number, uh, the better. So the strongest division, the great plains division had an FPI average of 43, 
Um, uh, whereas the worst division, which was the Iroquois Conference's New England division, had an FPI, average FPI of 81. But most divisions in most conferences sat somewhere between um, yeah, 55 and 70, so which is you know right around m- the middle of the pack. So I felt pretty good about that. Um, yeah. No. Uh, I guess if I was to tie a bow on mine, I would just say for people that are old enough, like the three of us are – remember kind of what college football was in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where a lot of these conferences are um, in terms of being right around 10 teams. Yeah. Having the old Big East mm-hmm. very much alive, having the uh, Big Eight and the SWAC kind of re- re-realized in one of my conferences. And, uh, Coach, I know you said the SEC is the – greatest conference but mm-hmm. i think i think even you would be hard pressed to say that you enjoy watching uh missouri and texas a&m and arkansas trip over themselves year in and year out trying to compete in that conference right no i mean i, I think if you were to i think my other plan would kind of be to retool the big 12 and include those teams uh I think I would probably rather break up the ACC and, and disperse them amongst the uh, Southwest Conference, the Big Ten, and the SEC. So, like, you know, your Southeastern teams, like your Miami, Clemson, Florida State, um, would go and maybe your uh, – and maybe split the Carolinas up between, you know, maybe go, U, you know, UNC or actually, like, go, like, Wake Forest – to the SEC and then send the other two to the Big Ten, um, and then you then you cut off Missouri, A and M, Arkansas, uh, send them, cut them over, and take them over to the Southwest Conference, um, and then just kind of realign there. Maybe send you know just make some trades out, outside of that. Sweet. So I think that would probably be if I really were just blow it up and. And, and do that, I would probably have, you know, kind of like if I had, if I, if I took the, uh, the same quadrants, I would just break up power five and break them more into quadrants, mm-hmm. not quadrants, quadrants is a bad word because that's four. Uh, I would break them off into, uh, you know, five groupings and I would take the group of five. I would take those, I would base my group of five and power five on the five regions and then have, basically have it split and then have two separate, you know, have all my group of five teams that are in that, that are in that region. They, they all play, have all my power five that are in that quadrant or I keep saying quadrant, uh, but uh, have all, you know, and then in that region and then go, go regional. That would probably be my, if I were to blow it all up and start over again, that would be what I would do. I would make five regions and then assign them accordingly. Got it. You know, I would kind of have like a like a breadbasket southwest region, like a, a west coast northwest region, uh, a upper uh, midwest region, upper midwest where you would have the northeast and midwest, um, the southeast region, and then a southeast region. Yeah. Um, and then you know have your southeast region uh, bracket. You know, go to your champ in Atlanta, and then. And then, uh, hey, have your different, have your, have your sites aligned with, uh, yeah, 
That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, I think that's going to do it for us here today. So I hope that was fun for you when we post this. Uh, we will also post uh, the theoretical brackets that Josh and I came up with and some other uh, assorted materials. If you can follow my bracket, you can. <laughs> so, um, well, uh, I want to thank Coach here for uh, having me over today to do this together in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh, thanks for uh, calling in on a Monday afternoon. And summer break, man. We will uh, talk to you all again uh, very soon. So uh, on behalf of uh, my good friend, the coach, Corey Burton, sitting next to me here in Nashville, oh, you know. and our intrepid blogger from Big Ten and Counting, Josh Cook, up there in Chicago, Illinois, this is the professor in Nashville saying so long and see you next time on the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast. To get in touch with the show, email us at illegalmotionpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at illegal underscore motion. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.